came from Galilee, a carpenter by trade. He came to build his father's church on plans that they had made. His destiny was Calvary, his mission would not fail. He would build this church on a rugged cross and three whole rusty nails. This church is still standing and it will never fall. Blood stained its foundation and faith put up its walls. The world may come against it. He built this church on a rugged cross and three old rusty nails. Bricks and stones themselves alone aren't everything it takes to build a church that will stand so strong when this old world begins to shake. A fool may build his building tall, but it will be so frail. Compared to the church that Jesus built with three old rusty nails. This church is still standing and it will never fall. Blood stained its foundation and faith put up its walls. The world may come against it, but they will not prevail. He built this church on a rugged cross and three old rusty nails. He built this church on a and three old rusty nails. Well, that is good singing, isn't it? I did have no idea that when I surrendered to preach 40-some years ago that I'd be pastoring a picking and a grinning church. But I guess that's all right. It's good, wasn't it? Very good. I want you to turn in your Bibles to this book of Psalms, Psalms 122 this morning, if you would, Psalms 122. And I'd like to preach to you today in the first person 
I don't know who put that cup up there. I killed my son. I don't know what that means. I guess I like the church because I drink coffee at the church. I have no idea. (laughs) It's all right with you. I'm going to share with you today uh, my testimony of why I need Joshua Baptist Church. I am afraid that I need the church much more than the church needs me. And I uh, would like to talk to you a little bit about that today. I, uh, today is our home mission Sunday. It's the consummation of our mission's emphasis uh, this year. Uh, we will take on for support every missionary that's been with us in our conference. We were able to give each missionary that was with us a thousand dollars plus plus their traveling expenses, plus rooms and food while they were here. But today is the consummation of it all and Brother Jim and Brother Pickett and the staff has prepared for you tonight an expose of the ministries of the Joshua Baptist Church. There'll be um, dramas or illustrations of different ministries throughout the church. And uh, if you love your church, care anything about your church, you'll be here tonight. And uh, if that Rifts you up, then just get unrift. And so we will be showing you tonight opportunities where you can get involved and be of some production and worth to Almighty God, seeing He gave so much for you, His own Son. And I think we ought to start charging, I mean, uh, uh, changing our attitude toward why don't I do what God wants me to instead of what I want to? Why don't we find a place and serve instead of a place and sit? And so this morning's going to be easy on you because I'm preaching to myself. And I'm sharing with you today what Joshua Baptist Church means to me. And if you don't get enough of it this morning, I'm going to finish part two tonight on what, why I need Joshua Baptist Church. Psalms 122. Psalms 122. And you'll see what I mean by the first person. In verse 1 of Psalms 122, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Did we get up this morning with that attitude or good Lord, it's Sunday. Verse 9, because of the house of the Lord our God, 
I will seek thy good. America has become a nation of strangers. America and society as we know it is suffering from an epidemic called loneliness. Four out of ten experience intense loneliness. Loneliness has been defined as they who are ungoverned and unfree. (laughs) They are creatures of the passing moment who are vaguely unhappy in a boring and senseless existence. Lonely folks have the sap of life sucked out of them and their taproot has been cut off. Think about that today. Surrounded with junk beyond all measure for our pleasure and our fulfillment and yet our nation is a nation of strangers. In houses filled with people and people filled with nothing. Full heads and empty hearts. Does that just about describe America? People in this country are hungering for fellowship, a place to belong, a family context where they belong. And there are signs everywhere that this is true. Have you noticed the beer commercials? If you watch television, you've noticed beer commercials. They are not selling beer. They are selling fellowship. You never see a lone lush head standing there drinking his juice saying, I'm happy. (laughs) Come on now, give me an amen. You never see a beer commercial wasting money on a single individual who's enjoying their juice. It portrays a group a family, a party, a get-together, a having fun fellowship. Learn something when you're watching that junk. Notice there are no lone drinkers on TV. Always a party, a group enjoying each other's company. And the attitude of the advertisement is, it doesn't get any better than this. Until the hangover comes. People all over the world are longing to be connected to other people. I don't know if you noticed that or not. There are many analogies for a Christian that's disconnected from a church. Such as a ball player without a team. A soldier without a pl- platoon. A tuba player without an orchestra. Sheep without a shepherd. But the most touching of all analogies is a child 
without a family. God has no intention of his children growing up loners. God had no intention when Christ died on the cross for you to be isolated, free to sit in a house, moaning and complaining in attitude about how lonely you are. God never intended that for a child of God. And may I say to you today, the family is the church. God does not want us to grow up without a place to belong, without a place to our purpose, without a place of, 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 of zeal and a place of happiness and freedom. Folks, I want to tell you something today. I need Joshua Baptist Church. I'm not talking about buildings. My God, we had a good church before we had any buildings. I'm not talking about net worth. I'm not talking about how much cash flow that, that comes through the, through the ministries and auspices of this church. I'm not talking about any missionaries we can send around the world. I'm talking about like this morning, sit in my office praying and thinking about what to preach today and a knock on my door. And Brother Brian walks with two little bus kids, girls. And he walked in and said, Preacher, we got saved yesterday and we just wanted to meet the preacher. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I want you to know you are my family. I don't like being alone. I need Joshua Baptist Church. First of all, listen now, because it provides me a place to worship. Now listen, here's the point. That helps me keep my focus on God. Oh, how easy it is in this troublesome mass media political year to get your focus off of God. In this busy, fast-paced society, March Madness ain't helping much. Is it hard... For you to keep your focus on God. Is it kind of easy for you to get your focus on your experiences and off of God? Is it easy for you to get your, your, your focus on your problems and on your situation and on your trials and on your loneliness and everything? Is it easy to get your focus off of God on you? That's why we have church three times a week. That's why we get together because the church helps me to keep my focus on God. May I say worship prepares me spiritually and emotionally for what lies ahead in my life. 
Arnold Palmer, the great golfer, made a reference to focus. He was in the final hole of the 1961 Masters Tournament. He had one stroke lead. He got up on the 18th tee and hit a perfect drive straight down the fairway. On his way to the, his ball, someone yelled from the crowd. It was an old friend of his. And he said, come on over. And he walked over and he shook hands and his friend congratulated him. And he said, before the man's hand left my hand, I knew I had lost my focus. My next two balls, the next one went into the sand trap. Next, I hit out of the sand trap across the green and I lost the masters because I lost my focus. To lose focus is to lose the game. Two or three weeks ago, I was watching a golf tournament. The young man's name is Bubba Watson. He stands on the left-hand side, of the, stands on the wrong side of the ball. When I saw him hit it that far, I started swinging left-handed. <laughs> that did not work. He's leading by two strokes in the last three holes. He has no swing coach like all the other golfers. He's had no lessons. He says, I'm a natural golfer. He hits a ball so far, it ought to make us quit. Because something's wrong. My problem when I'm playing golf is after I swing, I'm standing too close to the ball. They interviewed Brother Watson, a natural, talented golfer. And he said, what is your biggest problem? He said, my biggest problem is I'm scatterbrained. He said, I can be playing in a large tournament like this and be ahead and be thinking about 7,000 different things at a time. He said, well, what do you do to correct that? He said, my caddy just carries the clubs, but my caddy's job is to keep me focused. What keeps you focused if you don't come to church? What keeps you focused on the main thing if you don't come to church? I need Joshua Baptist Church. Every time I drive by it, Clint, it reminds me of God. Every time I drive in the parking lot, it reminds me that this is God's place. Every Sunday morning, I'm glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God because it puts my focus back where it really belongs and that's on God Almighty. Oh, bless your heart. Sometimes our trials, we focus and we focus on the trial when we ought to keep our focus on He who is able to do abundantly above all that we think or ask. I need Joshua Baptist Church because it helps me to keep my focus on the one who deserves my focus. 
Psalm 51, I mean 71 and verse 5. For thou art my hope, O Lord God. Thou art my trust from my youth. Psalms 96, verse 4. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all, little G-O-D-S. Verse 8. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Psalms 96 and verse 9, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Worship reminds us of God's power, his strength, and his faithfulness. Are you glad of that? Preacher, I don't need to go to church. No, you don't need to breathe either, but you'd be a dead sucker without it. You don't need to eat. But you do. Why? Because it's healthy. You don't kiss rattlesnakes. Why? It's not because they don't need kissing. Because it ain't healthy. You don't tug on Superman's shirt. Why? Because you don't find Superman. It just ain't healthy. And you laying out of church ain't healthy. You start trusting in the wrong person. It takes your eye and your focus off of he. Who is the creator and sustainer of all of this earth. And I just need Joshua Baptist Church to keep me focused on God. Is anybody here like that? Is there anybody here like that? I just I just don't know. Isaiah realized that truth in Isaiah chapter number twenty-six. And if you want to, you can turn there, but Isaiah twenty-six. In verse 5 and 6 says, He will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee. He will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is not on his worries and not on his cares. He Jehovah God will keep him in perfect peace. Here it is. Whose mind is stayed upon thee. Notice, trust in the Lord Jehovah. For in him is everlasting strength. Glory to God, that ought to make a Methodist shout. You know, when you start losing your peace is when you get in control. You know, when you start losing your peace, when you think you've got to fix it all. You know, when you start losing your peace, you stop taking your check home to your wife. How many homes today is falling apart because of focus? 
How many kids are going to hell in a handbasket because parents have lost their focus? How many businesses going down the tubes because workers and management have lost their focus? How many churches today are dying on the vine because now the preacher and the staff have enough money to pay their salary and they've lost their focus on evangelism and reaching people for Christ and building a church and helping homes and redeeming lost couples to Christ? How many churches have lost it because they lost their focus? Well, I need Joshua Baptist Church. You may not. But I need Joshua Baptist Church. Joshua Baptist Church does not need me. I need the church. And you need the church if you want to honor God with your life. You need us if you want to be encouraged along life's way. I need Joshua Baptist Church first of all. Because it provides worship. And that keeps my focus on God. And off of me. And off of you. And off of everything else. Because he will take care of my problems. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I think or ask. But my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches in glory. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Thanks be unto God that giveth us the glory and the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Joshua Baptist Church, because you keep me in focus. Is that right or is that right? I don't know if you need her or not. But boy, I do. And if I'm able to kick, crawl, or climb, I'll be here tonight, 630 You say, but you're the preacher. Well, that's a good reason for me to come. But you're the listener. And if you don't come, I got no reason to come. So if you don't want to come, we'll just all stay home and watch the bully up ball games. I need Joshua Baptist Church. Because... It provides worship. You say, how long are you preaching? Oh, till I get through. Amen. Could I give you the second reason why I need Joshua Baptist Church? I need Joshua Baptist Church because it provides fellowship. Hmm? Yeah, see that? Don't take long. Andrew's typewriter broke down. Makes it more personal that way. That's smart, ain't it? Fellowship. So now what does that do? Well, now be careful. It helps me face life's problems. 
Worship helps me to fix my focus. Fellowship helps me to face life's problems. Got any problems? You like handling it by yourself? It's right here. I receive support and encouragement from other Christians. The Bible says in Acts 2 and verse 42, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Fellowship. Why a lonely person would stay home from church, I have no answer. Fellowship in this verse is the word koinia. And that word in the original Greek, in, in its root meaning, it means to have something in common. If Clint and I have nothing in common, we have nothing to fellowship about. Koinia in the Greek was the thing that impressed a lost dying world with the New Testament church. They had something in common. They met and they shared that which they had in common. Fellowship means a common participation in something either by giving oneself or the other person giving themselves. Fellowship is not only giving, it is receiving. When I come to church, I hope maybe I can encourage somebody, but in encouraging somebody, I myself will get encouraged. The Holy Spirit of God, the paraclete of the Lord, the Holy Spirit came to come alongside and encourage and comfort and console and empower. Christian fellowship is two-dimensional. It has a vertical and a horizontal relationship. Now listen. If we walk in the light as he is the light, vertical. We have fellowship one with another, horizontal. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. The problem with most folk when they come to church, the vertical relationship is wrong. So they wrong everywhere. You cannot have fellowship with somebody if you're critical of them, judgmental of them, and walking outside the fellowship of the Lord Jesus Christ. But when we come together, walking in the light is His the light, then the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Then we have fellowship one with another. And fellowship is giving and receiving. I give encouragement. And by you being here, that encourages me. Two little bus kids had no idea. 
of what a blessing it'd be to a preacher that's been saved for almost 50 years and been preaching the gospel for 46 years and have seen literally hundreds and thousands of folks saved. But this morning, a special morning, I don't know why God had those two little girls so intent on telling the preacher they got saved yesterday. But when they left, I was ready to charge hell with a water pistol. I said, just show me the devil. I'll put the holy whoop on him right now. Nose to nose, eyeball to eyeball. I'll cut his gizzard out. Are you listening to me? And then another bus kid walked out behind them. They got saved about 17 years ago. His name is Brian Archer. You encourage me when you come. You discourage me when you don't come. I need Joshua Baptist Church. I need your encouragement. I need the strength you give me to face tomorrow's situations and the things that come up tomorrow. That's why I need Joshua Baptist Church. I need it because of worship. Helps me keep my focus on God and off the problems. This week, we've had a bookkeeper, high dollar bookkeeper, $13,000 bookkeeper, doing an audit of all the finances, all the properties of Joshua Baptist Church. Say, why would you do that? I want you to have confidence in the program. And to sell $2 million worth of bonds, we got to do it for the government's sake. In other words, we say we got a dollar, they got to know where the dollar's at. And who counted the dollar, and who's going to spend it. (laughs) If you think that's not testing after a 26 year history of finances and writing checks you think about this this high dollar dude walks in the office and looks at my wife and Miss Mary and says let me see the checks they unfold the checkbook he picks a certain amount of checks 1, 2, 3 through 21 over the past 4 years he said show me the receipt Who spent it? What did it go for? When did you spend it? Every once in a while around here, we need something to keep us focused (laughs) off the CPA because Ginger wants to kill him. In Christian love, of course. You never have any problems like that. But we do.
And just in case everything gets stirred up in your heart and your mind and you start looking at the problem instead of the solution, we have services three times a week to remind us that God is still on the throne. And we come together to fellowship, to help us face life's problem. Ready to go home? It's 11.55. And I'm hungry. Fellowship. Why do, I need, why do I need Joshua Baptist Church? Because Joshua Baptist Church provides for me fellowship. I know this flesh. If I'm not careful, it will want to fellowship with the wrong kind of folk. I'm not talking about yours now. I'm talking about why I need Joshua Baptist Church. I need the right kind of friends. I don't need those pessimists. I don't need somebody that just looks at life as if they had ground glass for breakfast. I need to be around folks that encourage me, not discourages me. Clint, when the economy gets bad, and the cowboys quit riding and start buying motorcycles. That cuts down on saddle business, would you say? Well, what mean you did buy stock in Harley Davidson? <laughs> Be a good way to Harley Davidson to get broke is me buying one share. I guarantee go bankrupt in a day. That's why I need you to encourage me. I wrote down here just a note. I'm closing. I wrote down goose sense. You say, well, what in the world do you mean by goose sense? Let me give you four lessons in closing that we learn from geese. If you want to learn them, come over at my house. Because my neighbor's got two gooses. I can tell you everywhere they've been. (laughs) They leave a green trail. Makes my wife very happy when I miss that trail and step in it. Then walk across our carpet. It won't be long till you'll be watching the geese go back north. And scientists have discovered and have written why they fly in a V formation. Now, you've heard this over and over again, but you need to be reminded of this. Besides that, i got about five minutes I need to burn, and this is a good way to burn it. (laughs) Scientists have discovered that as each bird flaps its wings... It creates an uplift or a draft for the bird behind them. 
And by flying in that formation, a flock of geese can fly 71% farther than if they were flying alone. Christians who share a common direction can get to where they're going a lot faster and a lot easier. You agree? But I don't need to come to church. I know. Just keep getting sweeter every day. Lesson number one, whenever a goose falls out of formation... It suddenly feels the drag and resistance of trying to do everything on their own. Wow. Wow. When a Christian falls out of church and quits coming to church and worship God and reminding where his focus needs to be. And fellowshipping with other Christians, realizing the encouragement and the strength they need. We begin to feel the drag of the world pulling us back. And our language is noticeable. And our attitude is noticeable. And everything is going wrong. All because you don't have as much sense as a goose. A goose, when he feels the drag of being by himself, immediately gets back in formation. Not Christians. They head for the bar. Get them a bar fly. And they fly everywhere in the world. Lesson number two we learn from geese is when the lewd geese gets tired... He falls out, back in the formation, and another goose takes over. Don't you think maybe there's some lead gooses around here might be getting tired that you could help a little bit for a little while? He said, I would, preacher, but I ain't got the sense of a goose. Goose sense. Lesson number three, the geese honk from behind to encourage those in front to keep up speed. What do we say when we honk, when we fall behind? See, we don't need any honking. We just need to see some life. Showing what you're really doing for God. Have you ever heard of road rage? Man was being tailgated by a stressed out woman. (laughs) In a busy boulevard. Suddenly the light turned yellow. Just in front of him. He slammed on his brakes. Slid to a stop. You can imagine what the woman behind started saying. She was furious, began to honk her horn, screaming and frustrating. She missed a chance to get through the intersection. 
She dropped her cell phone and her makeup in the floor. She was in the middle of the rant. She heard a tap on the window and looked face to face to see a policeman. Officer ordered her to exit the car, put her hands in handcuffs, and took her off to jail, and searched her, fingerprinted her, photographed her, and placed her in a cell. He came back a couple of hours, and a policeman approached her and said, Ma'am, I'm very sorry for the mistake. You see, I pulled up behind you while you were blowing your horn and flipping the fellow off in front of you, cussing the blue streak. And I just happened to notice your bumper sticker said, what would Jesus do? And your license plate says, choose life. And another sticker on the other side Honk if you love Jesus. So naturally, I assumed you had stolen the car. (laughs) She didn't have a sense of a goose. A little goose sense would help a lot of us, wouldn't it, please? Final lesson. When a goose gets sick, tired, or shot down, usually two geese, falls out of formation, comes down, stays with the goose, tries to render aid, and stays till the goose dies. Then these two geese fly up to try to catch the flock or join another flock on their way north. If people in this community knew that we as Christians and members of Joshua Baptist Church would stand by them in their time of hurt, in their time of need, we could not keep the people out of this church. I need Joshua Baptist Church because it provides worship, keeps my focus on God. I need Joshua Baptist Church for its fellowship because it helps me face life's situations and troubles. Fellowship, friendship. Helps me to keep on keeping on.